and we're live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Vlogcast comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. This vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the Streisand effect because, uh, well, partly because we wanted a place of our own, and I have a minor touch of vanity, and, well, I mean... When you got Cash Furestein in your corner telling you you should really do this, and and a redheaded little bulldog telling you yeah you should really do this, you know it's you kind of do what you're told, a little bit. Part of this is to follow through with the old adage that sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. I'm your main host. I'm known as Shujin Tribble. You can find me pretty much everywhere under that name. That's S H U J I N. Hi, it's good to be back. Let me go ahead and introduce you to folks. What we've got at the moment, we'll see how this plays out. Midwest of the U.S., where it's uh, cold. Bridget, good evening. Welcome back. Good evening. And uh, top left-hand corner of North America, Dallin. Hi. Hi. <laughs> yeah, it, it's been it, – it's been uh, – what's, what's the technical term for it up there for cold? Um, come on, man! Friday night—you're supposed to know this stuff. No, I, I know it, it's normally barking ass cold, but not tonight. Eh? It is a uh, plus eight in um, real temperature. What? Mm-hmm. Not bad. Not bad. That's that's terrifying. No, that's that's Alberta. No, that's terrifying because. Plus eight. Sounds seasonable. Yes, but that also means that very shortly it's going to be down to minus 22 again, and that's going to be a really bad day if that's within 12 hours. Well. Minus pain. Oh, no. no. Now, you see, I'm looking at the forecast right now because you got to love this, folks. You're listening to a podcast, and we're talking about the weather. It, it, it's, <laughs> it's, it's important. Yeah. yeah. So, so the forecast. Uh, today's high was 11 degrees. Tomorrow's forecasted high is 11 degrees. We dip a little bit down to three on Monday. Uh, but then we go back up to six for Tuesday and Wednesday, dip down to five on Thursday and up to seven on Friday. Okay. Now I am properly terrified because people, people are probably thinking to themselves, well, no, wait a minute. That's above freezing. That's good, right? No, no, it's not because the ground is cold. It's not lava. It's cold, which means everything that is melting has to go where? Not underground. Well done. <laughs> do you think I know a little something about this? I think I do. Actually, I'm thinking right now you're just hunting for an excuse to be pissed off at something. Um, sure. Yeah, why not? Just saying, you know. <laughs> well, I'll, yeah, I'll, go home, Mother Nature. You're drunk. Uh, no, but, but no, but but really, no. To be fair, when it comes to Alberta, uh, at least Southern Alberta. Yeah, I know. I said it. He said the thing. I'm I'm Canadian. I can say it. <laughs> uh, as I was saying. Uh, sorry, I, I got like three chats going on at once here. Um, completely lost my. Uh, okay. Because of my proximity to the mountains mm -hmm. and the fact that the mountains do love to play with the weather. Yeah, true. The, the weather patterns where I live are fairly up and down. And I can tell you from experience, and I've lived here for a couple of decades now, and I can tell you that this time of year, yeah, the weather goes wonky. 
Technical term. Mother Nature does, I'm pretty sure Mother Nature did get into this stuff before Canada legalized it. <laughs> so, uh, so, so to say that the weather here can be a little unpredictable. Yeah. Um, I, you know what, if you can make it as a meteorologist in Alberta, you can write your own ticket anywhere in the world. Trust me. That's fair. And I made a, uh, I made a special of introducing Bridget this time out first because she kind of missed out last week and we were, we were concerned about you. D do you want to explain to them what happened or shall I? Yeah, I laid down to, you know, take a nap because I've been feeling kind of fatigued and under the weather and slept 17 hours. That was a long ass nap. So it's fair to say she missed her appointment with us. Ooh. Yeah, I woke up about 3.30 a.m. and I was like, oops. Yeah, we're kind of getting away from power nap and more into like, what is it, Rip Van Winkle here? Yeah. Yeah, I died. I was like, comatose. You're 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 on cat time schedules now, and I can't Sounds say it's like it. perfectly understandable. <laughs> so everybody, of course, you know, welcome back. Good to have you back with us. If you're with us live, of course, you can take advantage of the chat. Uh, Stephanie, hi, did see you over there. Of course, we chatted briefly. Uh, I'll I'll come back to uh, my portion of the weather in a moment. And Felis, hey, hon, good to see you over there. Um. Oh yeah, by the way, I forgot to <laughs> I forgot to get the headache meds in me, so I'm a freaking idiot. Uh it's gonna be one of those nights. Um first off, as far as to what I'm drinking, this purple concoction, yes, it is purple. This is Loganberry juice, so that people can look at it and go, What? What's Loganberry juice? Loganberry juice is something that started um there we go. Anybody that goes ahead and says that was an old man grunt, screw you. All right. Uh, Loganberry comes from um, Crystal Beach in uh, in uh, Ohio. It is a uh, uh, it is a, a, an amusement park out there, and it's where it started. It's a combination of several successive evolutions in gene technology of you know mixing different berries and whatnot, and. Uh -huh. um, it's basically, uh, what I've got over here is basically just syrup from the Loganberries. And the funny part of it is this stuff you can actually just raw use as a topping on ice cream, uh, but with mixed as a, uh, a five to one with water and ice, technically, although I don't bother with ice because I don't make ice because when the hell do I ever need it? Because every time I go to get ice out of the freezer when I need it, oh, look at that. It's all sublimated already. <laughs> so why even freaking, but you know, whatever. Uh, and um, apparently this started, like I said, along the Great Lakes, so around Ohio. And it kind of made its way around both sides of Lake Erie. So up here around the Buffalo Market, it's a fairly, uh, fairly common to have, and I didn't know anything about it until I moved up here. And my wife is just like, "All right, let's. How about we go to Mighty Taco? You've never been there. What's a Mighty Taco? Okay, well, it's you know how uh, Burger King is basically um, fast food barbecue burgers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Mighty Taco is kind of the same way, locally owned and operated for something resembling Tex Mex. 
Okay. Huh. Well, it's um so it's like uh Taco Bell? Oh no, it's far better than Taco Bell. Okay. But what does that taste like? Um it's good. Taco um uh Mighty Taco has consistently uh worked with very very good quality uh real chicken for one thing. And um they used to pad out their ground beef with oats. In order to partially stretch it a little bit, but it was also something that gave it a very specific texture that Uh when, when, when everybody got all pissy about it, they're just like, okay, you know what? Fine. We'll, we'll take the oats out. And people are just like, it doesn't taste the same. (laughs) No shit, Sherlock. But, um. Oh, I meant your juice. What kind of flavor is that? uh, It's berry. Uh, I, I don't know exactly how to describe it. It is not. It, it is not a strawberry. It is not a. It is not a grape. Uh, but it, the the closest I could give you would be like. Uh, what are the purple grapes? A uh, Concord grape? Am mm-hmm. I thinking the right yeah. one? Yeah. Yeah. Something along that line. Now, reminding you, I don't like berries, but I love mm-hmm. this stuff because that's that's originally where I I ended up having it because. Mighty Taco, uh-huh. you know, that's one of their staples, and I fell in love with it. I, I love it. I don't get it very often, but I had gotten the bottle for Tiny Tribble, who is, as of today, back at college, and hence the reason why, if uh, if you're looking at me on screen at the moment, you will see I'm wearing the big, fluffy, pink and white um, robe, because I spent a good portion of the day uh, out and and a good portion of last night um, outside. So I'm I'm kind of feeling very much in the I don't want to be doing nothing kind of mood. Uh, so cold. Yeah. So yeah, over here in the Buffalo market, it's been like negative sixteen, give or take, for you know a week. You know, it, it's e- hovering. And again, real temperature units. Thank you very much. No, not Kelvin, because Kelvin doesn't go negative. And it's not Kelvin degrees either. God, I'm freaking nitpicky, nitpicky. Wait, you're talking minus 16C? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all, all I can say about Kevin and Kelvin is that if it hits zero, you're in for a very bad day. That's, yep. that's, that's very true. If yeah. you hit negative, If you hit negative Kelvin, congratulations, you get to redesign the next universe. Anyway, so I go out maybe once a week, maybe, and I, I've got no reason otherwise to go out because, I mean, eh. so I knew that it was going to be taking the little one back to school today. So last night, after we got done with the Friday night show and after I got the show announcements out, yes, I got that out early this time, mm-hmm. I went outside in the dark and... I opened up the hood, which took a little bit of work because there's a lot of there's a lot of snow on top of that hood, or was. Yeah. And I hooked up a battery charger, which I've got, fortunately. Now, I also made sure that I set it to the lowest setting, which is a two-amp trickle charge. Because the last thing I wanted was to hear, like a half an hour later, that my battery exploded in my car. Yeah. Didn't want that. So I did that. And that went overnight. And, you know, had a, about a, an hour or so left over before we had to leave. And um, 
I went back out there. I switched over to 10 amps, figuring that, you know, it had long enough to warm up enough. So I'm getting ready to start it up. It it cranked, it cranked, it cranked. It didn't want to kick over. Okay, you know, it's been sitting for a while. Maybe something just kind of doesn't want to move. So I switched the charger over to crank assist, otherwise known as starting, which shoves 50 amps through. For anybody that's wondering, is 50 amps a lot? It's enough to help start a car. Yeah, it, it's it's a lot. It took a couple of times, but it finally started. And as I'm taking the clips off of the battery, I realize that I'm seeing some copper wires frayed at the connection between the lead wire and the clip. Oh, dear. And it looks like there was only a handful of strands still left connected. So I don't know if it's metal fatigued and come off or if they've heated up and the solder holding it on has melted and I need to try to find a way of resoldering these. Mm. I'm not looking forward to that. But you know what? We're fine. We're safe. Little ones at school. Uh, he got a quick test uh, before we got him to the school because needed. It came back a half an hour later. It's like, yeah, you're fine. Yeah. It's fine. It's good. But this stuff is good. <laughs> I did not make nearly enough. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you that right now. <laughs> it's the first, it's first time in a long time that we've gone over to Timmy's and gotten, uh, gotten some coffee. So that was good. Got Timbits. Didn't get those B-bits because I don't want to be associated. Thank you very much with B. There's been a bit of a meme about that going around here. Imagine that. Well, yeah, because uh, there, there's a comedian, a Canadian comedian. Of course. Uh, you, you you might know him. He, he did a TV show for a little while. I won't tell you who it is just yet. All right. Uh, but apparently he made a joke that... Uh, Justin Bieber was Tim Horton's second choice for a celebrity endorsed snack because they didn't really like, uh, this first comedian's choice of, uh, what to rename the Timbits to, which would have been, well, the, the show that I'm talking about is called corner gas. Okay. Not one I'm familiar with. I was, I was really oh, okay. hoping it was going to be red. I was really hoping it was going to be red green, but okay. Well, whatever. Uh, no, but the, uh, the comedian's name was Brent, Butt. And the jokes just write themselves. Yes, they do. <laughs> I can see the, I can, you know, I can, I can, I can see the commercials now. What, what, what's the guy's name again? Brent Butt. I'm Brent Butt and you can bite my butt. Actually, it was, uh, it was going to be another Timbits thing, but he was going to call them buttholes. Hmm. You know what? How about we save that one for Dunkin' Donuts? They could probably use all the help they could get. Even Amen that, to that. Even that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, as always, if you join us live, chat us up. I did go looking for information on Rafe Badawi. There's nothing new, unfortunately, to be expected. 
As of the recording of tonight's show, it has now been nine years, seven months, eight days since he was unjustly incarcerated for thought crime. I hope the thoughts are still with you and your family. We are still waiting. And if nothing else changes, that means that he still has five, a little short of five months on his official sentence at this point. Big question is going to be what happens at that point. Are they just going to let him go? You know, I'm having a really hard time believing that, but that's... I think we all are. Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll see how that we'll see how that plays out as time goes on. Trust me, I have every intention of making sure that this show keeps running until we find out. Un- until we get to see him and his family back together, because one way or another, it's it's gonna have happen. It's gonna have happen. So let me go ahead and uh, get us rolling. I'll give you uh, uh, your five minute freestyle. We'll have the horrible scopes and come back. And um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see if the rest of the guys are able to uh, show up. I'm, I'm sincerely hoping, of course, but you know, we'll see. So with five minutes on the clock, your five minute freestyle is escapism. And, you know, it's it's something that we kind of take for granted, even though we don't really think of it in, in those terms. Any opportunity we've got of just tuning out reality for a while, that's that's escapism. And, it, you know, sometimes it may not seem like it, but believe it or not, of all things, doom scrolling, ironically enough, kind of qualifies. Because there's a certain point when you're doom scrolling through the timelines of, you know, it could be Facebook, could be Twitter, could be you know, Google News, doesn't really much matter. That, you know, ironically enough, you're just looking. You're not really reading. You're just looking. And you see the buzzwords, if you will, you know, go back and forth every once in a while. District attorney, DA, governor, state attorney, medical staff, etc., 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 ad nauseum. And it just becomes a blur. And that sucks because, believe it or not, and it's going to sound stupid, but you would do so much better. You would be doing so much more if you simply played a game, played an online game, played a a, a game pre-installed on your computer. All right, maybe, maybe some of them are really chintzy. I mean, how many times can you really play solitaire before you finally get pissed off at Microsoft that, uh, what do you mean that there's like a, a, a leaderboard for solitaire? What do you mean there are all these different modes that I need to unlock with my Microsoft password? What? No. There's plenty of opportunities for us to find a way of just enjoying time in our own heads instead of having to pull in all this other stuff that's just knocking around in our heads anyway. I mean, we, we know it. That's part of the reason why, you know, so many of us find hobbies. Dungeons and Dragons is a wonderful thing for people who just want to, you know, make up stuff and, and nerdify, you know, randomness and write stories all at the same time. 
Granted, there are very few that actually keep track of these stories, but they're stories nonetheless. And then you got people that decide, you know what uh, my, my hobby is going to be? Finding these really old devices and reconstituting them. I mean, there are YouTube channels dedicated specifically for these guys who find like, like old Soviet era Zippo knockoff lighters that, you know, from like the fifties that are rusted to hell. And yes, apparently nickel plated copper does rust after a certain length of time in bad enough conditions. Take them apart, polish them up, get rid of all the gunk and grime, put all the stuff back together again, show it onto the camera, flick, just works like it was new. And watching these videos is not bad for you either. If it takes you away from the stress and takes it out of your head for a little while, that's part of the reason why I enjoy and get satisfaction out of doing the radio streams that I do. Because for a couple of hours, we can just tune everything else out. We can just enjoy being in our own heads, occasionally bouncing around in mine. Because, and here's a little thing that you guys might not realize. We've lost something with radio in all these years. We've now got things like, you probably have heard of them, Jack FM, playing what we want. Meanwhile, they don't have DJs. They've got they've got DJs that go ahead and they record intros for stuff, and then they ship those all over the place and play them at different locations whenever the hell they need them. When you had an actual DJ on air, they interacted. They talked to the people. They had a rapport with the audience. And when I'm doing this kind of stuff, I do too. And that's where the terror of it all comes in. Because every once in a while, these people are going to be dying laughing, hearing, oh my God, what's the DJ going to do? I wanted, I wanted to hear Freebird. You found a bluegrass version of Freebird. Why? And it terrifies them. And that's what makes it fun. Because yes, you're scared that you're going to get hit, but it's a fun scared. It's a fun house. Nothing really bad is going to happen. And for just that little bit of time, you can enjoy just being in your own head for a change. Episode 392 on the docket. Small packages. I still can't, I, I still have a hard time believing that, you know, heretic woman is no longer amongst the, you know, it's, it, it you know, before we got started, uh, Bridget and I were talking, uh, and, and I had all this, all this great black humor that I was using. And, you know, I, it's fair to say that we all miss her in different ways for different reasons. We miss the hell out of her and it still hurts. And it's, what is it now? Three years? Yeah. Yeah. 
one of the jokes that I had on Facebook is that um, after my wife died, she was the first woman that agreed to spend weekends with me on a regular basis, but only if she could hide her face behind a mask. And there uh, were some good laughs for that one. Let me tell you. I I remember that mask the first time I saw it. And given the context at the time, I understood it. But at the same time, there is such a thing as overkill. You know, I, I, I mean, it, it was a good disguise. But, you know, in hindsight, it's just like, you know, sweetie, just turn your camera off. That's all you need to do. Yeah, well, it didn't exactly help that she was getting proposed by people. I'm, 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 I'm being very, very careful about what kind of insults I use at the moment because there are several that I would really like to use right now that are in completely piss poor taste. Oh, I know, I know. Um, but, and 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 but- the ironic part about it was, and and I think we can all agree how how incredibly incredibly ironically hilarious it all all was so many of those come-ons to her were from people that she was kicking their asses all over the place because they wanted to argue the quran with her and she kicked them left right and center and hey, you know what the best was part a was for them apparently yeah it, well okay you, you know kind of wish joey was here because you know look i'm not one to kink shame but you know, you do you, you know, <laughs> if, if, if that's, if that's what gets you through the night guys, you know, more power to you. Me, I guess I'm a little more vanilla that way. Um, but yeah, that, that was the thing about, uh, that was the one beautiful thing about uh, heretic woman was, yeah, you could say whatever you want, but it, it just, it just made her stronger. Yeah. Like she took no crap from anyone. Oh, ain't that the case? And she could, and the thing is when she fired back, (laughs) it was a precision nine, nine, eight caliber logic bullet or sorry, nine, nine, five. Now I I say, no, no, I say that one in particular because, um, anybody who knows Warhammer 40 K knows that that's the caliber of a bolter round, which is the rock, which is the rocket power exploding can of Red Bull. Yeah, and and, and a lot of people would say, well, that's awfully insane for a bullet size. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) hold on. Y'all ever seen the bullets fired out of an A-10? Um, Most folks have not. They are the size of a long neck beer bottle. Mm -hmm. And they're heavy as fuck. I uranium. I happen to know I did not. I did not lift a DU version. I got a, a full metal one that my brother showed me one time. It was, you know, in, in the, the, the bullet head, the actual bullet bullet and the casing that goes with it. And, and, and the important part of it was they came apart so that he could show me, yeah, no, don't worry. There's no explosive stuff inside the canister over here. Don't worry. This is supposed to be like this. Oh, Good thank safety you. check. Yeah, <laughs> you telling yeah. me. But when we're talking bullet sizes, this was the caliber of the logic 
bullet that heretic woman could fire back at these people. Oh yeah. When she went off, she went off fortified with like, she could back up whatever she said. And that, I, I know that made a lot of people very, very salty because, and given the fact that there was a bit of a, um, gender bias on the part of the accuser and the person who was rebuffing them, that just increased the salt to like dead sea levels here. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. You use that one too, man. It's, it's, that's exactly right. Oh I've, yeah. It's, uh, and she had people hit on her too. That Yeah. And there was one guy, I forget what country he lived in, but he was, you know, propositioning her and sending her pictures of his, you know, six pack abs and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, okay, so well, you know what, if, if he'd gone a little more explicit, maybe she would have said yes. Who knows? No, no, no. He, he <laughs> said that it would only cost like X amount of dollars for her to fly over there and have a good time with him. And she's like, sweetie. I could spend $5 on a pack of batteries and have a better time oh. here. <laughs> you know, maybe I should have oh. labeled this one as a non-safe episode, but you know what? Too late now. <laughs> too late now. Hey, that, that was just innuendo. Okay. That That's true. Count. That's true. That's true. You know. All right. Uh, just the just the insinuation that she had toys that would be a lot better than him. I was like, man, that was harsh. And 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 speaking as a male, uh, when you do get that kind of uh, rebuffing from a woman in whom you're interested, uh huh, it hurts. I, I I will not lie. Now, I've never had it done to me personally, but there is this male sympathy thing. And Shujit, you might deny it. But ask me, you know, riddle me this. Anytime you're watching a movie and you see a guy get kicked down there, do you do you not flinch? I cannot tell a lie. Every goddamned time. Your Honor, I rest my case. Mm -hmm. By the way, does anybody remember roughly uh, how... Oh, God. How much it would be to fly to uh, somewhere in the Middle East? Is it, is it more than, is it more than $1,300, $1,500? Probably. Mm. Yeah, I would, I would say that's a rough estimate. Yeah. Okay. Cause I just pulled it up on their official website with free shipping, uh, for 1,245 American rubles. Uh, you can just buy yourself a, a Sibian in various different colors. So, uh, keep that in your back pocket, ladies. Trust us. That'll be the best Two grand that you spend in, in 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 a I don't I don't I don't know I've I've never you know at least at least you mentioned the Sibian and not the uh, the fifty five gallon drum of you know what they shipped to Oregon that one time yeah but if you're interested in in becoming an expat in Italy there are some smaller villages where you can actually buy a house for like ten one, yeah euros. ten euro. That's right. So long as you commit to uh, renovating it, which means that you're going to put a lot into it. But you know, yeah, or or staying there permanently. Yeah, if it's a smaller village. I've I've no. I've actually thought about that, but um, truth be told, I have. There's no place to earn a living there, though. Yeah, in those small villages, that's the problem. Yeah. Well, 
you know, if you can get a decent internet connection in there, given remote working these days. Ah, that's true. You know, th- there are possibilities. You yeah. know, I could actually can I could actually see myself finally starting on uh, on uh, leatherwork, but that's neither here nor there. We'll mm-hmm. deal with that. Let's go do the horrible scopes uh, because once we get back, oh my god, the stuff that we're going to oh my god, we're basically going to roast the shit out of her. And well, the best part of it is, it will be true and it will be worth it. And if she's got a problem with it, she can talk to me directly tonight after I go to sleep. Yeah, a bit of a spoiler. Mm-hmm. Uh, something happened tonight, completely organic, that dovetails into tonight so perfectly. Oh, God. You, you'd think I planned it, but I didn't. This time? No, I can guarantee I didn't this time, but <laughs> let's get on with this. <laughs> <laughs> so it is that time. Folks, if you do know what your astrological sign is, cool. If you don't, it doesn't matter. Copy off of somebody else's homework because you're used to doing that, aren't you? You're the type to go get called up in the middle of uh, in the middle of class for math and say, put the homework up on the board. And you figured it out on the board right there in front of everybody all on your own, didn't you? No, that was me. I, I didn't really care. Whatever. Get you rolling. Aries. Aries, it's winter in the Northern Hemisphere. Oh my God, as if you couldn't tell. And food might be a little scarce for wild animal, like deer and some birds. If ever you wanted to tame some, this is your chance. Check what your local fauna is and get food particular to their diet. Unless you're trying to tame an alligator. You're on your own with those. Funny enough, last night, uh, Dallin and I kind of um, kibitzed about that one. How to tame a moose. Yeah, and I think the final answer was just let it walk up to your car and lick it, because, you know, tis the season with salting roads and everything. That's what Mm, we came up with. Good point. And, and, you know, like, she just said that, and I honestly could not counter that point. (laughs) Do Do not feed deer, though. I mean, seriously. About 40% of the population of male deer, you know, are harboring COVID. So don't do it. Well, if they're cold, if, if you're cold, they're cold. Bring them in 350 at, you know, 1400 minutes, a, 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 a <laughs> deciliter of, I, I don't know. What the, I don't know. Is, I don't care. You know how long it's been since I've had a jumper steak? Oh. <laughs> hey, look, I went shopping earlier. I went shopping a couple of days ago. Just to get some meat mm. because of, you know, the, what the truckers are planning to do. Yeah. And the price of beef. Now think about it where I live, you know, we've got a thing here, you know, I love Alberta beef. Oh, there should be a caveat. Yeah. But there should be a caveat. I love Alberta beef, but I don't love it at these prices. Yeah. That's fair. I'm sorry. I, I Honestly, I, I saw it was like a five or six pound club pack of lean ground beef upwards of $50. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, I'm, I switched, I basically bought a tray of pork chops, a couple of big ass pork roasts to do more pulled pork and a tray of sausages for about $40. So like I, I ended up with like three months worth of food or more because those roasts are pretty big for the same price as a club pack of ground beef. Wow. This is, this is insane. And, and of it course, you know, well, well, it's supply chain is like, yeah. dude, but, but my thought is I go 15 minutes North from where I live 
there's cattle all over the damn place. Okay. Mm-hmm. I am in the heart of cattle. Still has to be processed and yeah. Yeah. And, and of course, you know, then it go it goes out and then it comes back in and, you know, everybody gets a little piece of the pie. Um, yeah, it's needless to say, I'm probably going to be off red meat for quite some time. It's okay. Yeah. Anyways, moving on. Taurus. Look, no matter what your college roommates told you, punching clowns is an arrestable offense. Now, that being said, remember that you should never tuck your thumb into your fist, lock your wrist in line with your forearm, and pivot from your hips for the maximum impact. You know, if you're going to practice on a heavy bag at the gym. You know, again, it is a it is an arrestable offense. Yeah. You know. And palm strikes are more effective anyway. Yeah. Now, uh, just as a caveat, if you do dress up the heavy bag as a clown, that's okay. Now, the guys at the gym might look at you a little funny, but they also might understand. <laughs> you know, well, because again, it's an arrestable offense, but, you know, there's that whole catharsis thing. And Very you can, therapeutic. Yeah. And if you can, if you can do it sort of prophylactically by dressing the heavy bag up as a clown, you stay out of jail and you satisfy that urge to punch a clown. Because clownophobia is a thing. It is. It is. Which, yeah, it's. Animaniacs has taught us. Clownophobia yeah, is a thing. Yeah. Thanks, Stephen King, you dick. <laughs> no kidding. I, I do have a Stephen King story, but I will save it. Fair. Gemini. What the hell, Gemini? Yes, coughing is a normal bodily function, just like breathing. But there are social rules regarding flatulence. And no amount of public masking is going to help that. Do it outside. And if you can see someone walking into a building with steam coming off their rump, Thank them for being considerate of everyone else. Just do that silently. Okay. Speaking as someone who's lived where it does get bark and ass cold from time to time. I've never seen anyone with steam coming out of their posterior. (laughs) Even after knowing that they, they cut loose a pants ripping thunderclap. Rectally speaking. Um, yeah. Um, I'd be, I'd be more inclined to say if, if you see, you know, steam coming out of someone's butt, they probably just had an accident and you might want to help them or get the hell out of the way. Because do you really want to deal with that? I don't know. Yep. And as an aside, by the way, finally joining us because, you know, it's it's so cold the packets took longer to get to him this evening. Unreno Tech, hi! Good morning. Good to have you. So, what do you think? You want to you wanna start picking up uh, the horrible scope from where he left off, or you want to just, you know, be a slacker and just kind of wait around for a little bit? I can pick up. Uh, what's the next one again? Answer. Uh, no thanks. Fuck cancer. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So say we all. So say we all. So say we all. Look, I, I couldn't help it. You know, I saw the target. I had tone. 
That's fair. Take the shot. That's 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 totally fair. Don't, don't don't worry, Tech. I've got a dad joke coming tonight. That's going to knock all of you out. Balls. Oh, cool. <laughs> uh, Cancer Moonchild. There is a certain knack for some people. There's a certain knack. Oh, sorry. I dyslexia of the brain or the uh, eyeballs. There is a certain knack some people have for dad jokes. Apparently. Your aptitude is showing up like an X-Men's mutant gene. Be brave when people whine at your jokes and ask them if they'd like to have a little cheese to go with it. <laughs> yeah, dad joke. Apparent. Yeah. <laughs> oh, whatever. Yeah, I did, I no, didn't no, it was see not that. lost on me. I love dad jokes. Yeah, I do. That one I didn't see. Yeah, like, I saw the one at the end. I didn't see that other one. See, it, see, jokes like that are, are what are otherwise known as hand grenades. You pull the pin, you toss it out there, and you just really hope it takes. <laughs> I'm I'm really surprised you didn't do anything with the word aptitude. I couldn't think of anything. Probably would have added an extra sentence or two, though, so. Wouldn't be the first time. Leo, last week, you were warned that you needed standards to stay out of trouble. This week is doubly so. So if you want to keep safe again this week, up yours again. Okay, Cancer, seriously, how did you slip in another dad joke here? 7-Eleven, <laughs> or 7-Up, or make 7-Up yours again. Oh, no, that's going into a couple of bad places. Anyways, moving on, Virgo <laughs> bribery gets you everywhere with us this week, Virgo. If you're lucky enough to own an older SLR camera and a tripod for it, you have the makings of some amazing astral photo astral photographs. Now you'll have to sit outside in the cold at night but the pictures you're going to get are amazing because not too long after sundown, you'll be able to get the Andromeda galaxy. And that is true. I had to, I had to look that one up, by the way, that one's true. Hmm. Libra being the best at being the worst is just not your shtick to that end. Your advice this week is don't feed the trolls. You could engage and score points with other people, but think about your own well-being and do what WOPR suggests. The only winning move is not to play. Really? Am I the only one? The move is not to play. Am I the only one that knows how to pronounce that, damn it? Yes. What, Whopper? Thank you. I don't know what Whopper is. Okay, okay, did you ever watch War Games? No. Okay, well, it was a okay. NORAD computer called the War Operation Plan Response. Uh, pronounced like the cheeseburger, the Whopper. Uh, and it was to run simulation after simulation after simulation. But the problem was, is that um, Tech. a kid actually, he didn't hack into it. He just he got into it, he guessed the password, and he, uh, as logged into an account, the creator's account of Whopper, and Whopper had just enough intelligence to go a little bit beyond its programming, so it actually started to actually arm missiles. Tech? 
Tech? Yeah? Felis was saying to up yours, specifically your volume. <laughs> I took care of that for you. Put it to good use and read. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Thanks, Felis. You're next. I was just basking in the afterglow of the up yours. Scorpio, we're sorry we burned down your house and destroyed your computer during the great Pat Boone album purging of 2022. We see that you've rebuilt the computer and rented a nearby apartment. They're very nice. This week, your advice is we're proud we did it and we'll freaking do it again. Don't test us. <laughs> yeah. Dallin, Dallin oh, and, knows. And, 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 yeah. and just, just so that you get the point across, all is known. Oh, it absolutely totally is. Yes. Sagittarius, this is not <laughs> tattoo season. There is no tattoo season. That's the Goldschlager talking. We're not going to tell you to stop drinking or to stop drinking heavily. We're going to tell you to stop drinking and reading advertisements because you take them too literally. Did I even pronounce that correctly? Is that Goldschlager? Did I say that right? Yeah, Goldschlager, yeah. Oh, good. That's two nights in a row. I got it right, and I wasn't even quite sure. All right, good. Yeah. Never had it before. Seen it. Took a look at the price and went, yeah. It is. It's not worth it because it's just nothing great. Uh, it, it, it's kind of like, oh, look, I've got it kind of alcohol. It's not one of those, hey, this is really good tasting and really worth the money. Yeah, it's a status symbol. Yeah. I mean, like, I've had numerous vodkas that, like, if somebody goes, oh, I'm, I've got Grey Goose vodka. It's like, <laughs> okay, uh, first off, you probably overpaid. I guarantee you overpaid because you bought a name, not a good vodka. Yeah. It's not bad stuff, but there's so much better for less. Yeah. I had a I, I had a vodka once that was it was they said it was triple filtered it was a premium vodka and everything. I popped the top, took a sniff. I looked at the guy and said, "Are you serious?" Uh, triple filtered like, through Brita, perhaps. Well, I don't know, but uh, anyways, after taking a sniff of it, I, I said, "Dude, I, I can sum this up in two words: Aqua Velva." Ew. Oh, yeah. That is what it smelled like. Ooh. Ew. Ooh. Yeah. You know what? You can keep your triple filtered. You can keep your gray goose. Give me a bottle of polar ice that's been sitting in the deep freeze for about three months. You know what? Now we're talking vodka. That's fair. Yeah. My my vodkas that I have in my room are either from Poland or Russia or Lithuania. And almost Ah. all of them are potato grain based. I I was going to be saying that that is where good vodka is coming from. The Lithuanian one was actually from a friend, and it was surprisingly really, really good. Um, the one from Poland is called Ultimate. Comes in this beautiful blue bottle. I stumbled across it, and it's 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 one of the smoothest vodkas I've ever had. Does nice. not burn. It warms as it goes Ooh. down. Ooh. Yeah, and then I got some Russian stuff that they'll put the head on your chest, comrade, even if you're a woman. Okay, moving women to Staten Island is not a nice thing to do. That was not for you. Shut up. Okay. <laughs> Phone kicked off. Okay, I, I, I think 
I think I better move this on now before we get a little bit too in the weeds. Capricorn, here's a challenge for you. I love this one. Listen to these names. Card Sharks. High Rollers. The Joker's Wild. Tattletales. Tic-Tac-Doe. And whew. Now, try to remember which of these were actual game shows and which ones were not. Now, if you get the answer correct, you're almost due to have hip replacement surgery. <laughs> We're not going to give you the answer. You have to try to figure it out for yourselves. That's right. I remember most of these. <laughs> shut uh, up. Out of six of those, I could tell you which, uh, at least three of them that I know for a fact are real. <laughs> because I watched reruns whenever I had a fever. Oh, Shuja and I had a conversation about this off the air after we did this. And, uh, yes, we did. And apparently some of us need to have our hips replaced, don't we? No. My hips are fine. Thank you very much. I'll get a, I'll get a 3D printer ready. Oh, yeah. There's a, now, you see, there could have been a joke there about a severe underuse, you know, but, you know, I know Kieran's not listening. So anyway, uh, somebody get us out of here. <laughs> Aquarius. The Krampus is a bipedal, hairy creature with cloven hooves, the horns of a goat, a long, pointed tongue, fangs, and chains, who normally visits the naughtiest of children in early December. We're telling you this because there are a lot of planned furry conventions before then. Until December, any dates you have with someone claiming to be THE Krampus is lying. You know, I'm pretty sure I've seen a couple of Second Life avatars that look like that. Yeah. Pole dancing. Yeah. You, you know, here's the thing. If somebody is completely fursuited, does that count as wearing a mask? Yes. But <laughs> only in this, only from the technicality of they have clothed their visage so that you cannot actually see their face. Not in the medical sense. Ah. Hmm. Good point. Although I do know people, I, I talked to a couple of fursuiters this, this past year who've actually gone out fully, fully done up with a mask inside. And some who've um, even yeah. put, put them on the outside, which is I, I was just actually, say, I, I would be surprised if they wore both. No. Yeah. Actually properly sized ones on the front of their masks. Yeah, and it's freaking I've, adorable. I've seen some do that. Yeah. It's kind of funny. Well, see, if you make it airtight on the inside, just get an oxygen tank, you'll be fine. We're not going to go and talk about Kigus. That's a completely different thing. <laughs> you need to finish Where's it. Where's that astronaut suit? Pisces! The next time you're at the grocery store, buy a fist-sized bulb of garlic and a pound of locally made good quality butter. You can roast the garlic in a toaster oven and mix that with the butter for an amazing fettuccine dinner. If you remember to pick up fettuccine, too. Make a shopping list and stick to it this week. Bite me. By the way, um, if you don't have a good, uh, if there's no locally made butter uh, available on your shelves, uh, there is, at least here on the East Coast, there is an Amish made butter. It looks like a log. Okay. And 
it's like oh i don't know three inches in diameter and like four or five inches long this thing's huge but it's one of the best tasting butters that you can get your hands on that's not your standard um you know uh uh, Breakstone or uh, whoever, you know, all the other brands, uh, Land of Lakes and all that. I have a question. Yeah. If they do online sales with these, do you need to use Carrier Pigeon to send in your POD? Because <laughs> that's going to be really difficult to do. No, it's uh, the farm is Amish uh, is Amish run. Um, it's a group that works with them. Um, it's like there's a an Amish cheese farm in Pennsylvania that I've visited once or twice, and um, there's a small American family that lives door to, you know right next door to the Amish community and so they run the business they pay all the electric bills for the machine the pe- the pasteurizing machines and things like that um they do all the number crunching all the cash all that um and but in the meantime the Amish take care of all the cows and the farm and everything else themselves fair enough and it's some of the most amazing cheese I've ever had. I'm serious. People don't realize what cheese made, you know, and and ready to go right away tastes like. It's it's an experience to be had. And that's fair. Those are your horrible scopes for tonight. So for those of you that liked what you got, Sweet. I've... Who's writing these? Piss off. You came in late. You don't get the opportunity. If you like what you got, I've obviously been not trying hard enough. But if you'd like to bribe us, all you got to do is just ask. I will be nicer to someone or conversely, nastier to someone. Um, ex- Except for. um, Who uh, who is it that's uh, still on our uh, on our bad side? Aquarius, because fuck Aquarius, because they two timed us a couple weeks ago. So, yeah. <laughs> Deal with it, pain ass. Anyway. So now that we've got half of our talk time done. Oh my god, we're going to we're going to work on that. Okay. Let's tell you a little something about Heretic Woman. That's a meta joke right there cuz she was short and she made no she had no qualms about telling you. Yeah. I'm short, and I'll kick you everywhere it hurts, because she yeah. could. Yeah, and also the fact that she was a redhead. Like, I, my last job got me to travel quite a bit. Mm. Yeah, back I when was travel actually, was still a thing. Yeah, and I was out east. Yep. Uh, in Hamilton, Ontario, and I let Heretic Woman know that I was going to be out that way. And she was only about 15, 20 minutes away. Oh, I thought you were going to so, say 15, you ran 20. ran there that fast? <laughs> I thought you were going to say 15, 20 inches shorter than you. <laughs> well, as it happens. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry, actually. That's the as, funniest part about it. As it happens, um, we actually did agree to get together. Her, me, and Arno. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went out for dinner. I actually drove to their place, picked them up. 
And yeah, she came up to a little bit below my chest. Yeah. Yeah. She, 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 now reminding you folks, Dallin and I have met in person because that's how that works. Oh God. When was it? Was it 20, 29, 2010, 2010, 2010. And yes, I did comment on the size of him. He, Dallin is, Dallin is a tall boy. And I am six foot three. If anybody wants to know. Yeah. And I am. Okay. Excuse me, everybody. Just cover your ears for a second. Fooch. Fuck you. God damn it. I am five foot nine and three quarters inches tall. You pain in my ass. I had. <laughs> and when we met, it was, it, it was a little disturbing for me that I had to look up and up in order to, you know, talk to him, which was, you know, okay. You know what? Whatever. After a couple of minutes. Look up. Look way up. <laughs> yeah. And you know, it, no big thing for, for me. But then again, you know, there's quite a difference between, you know, five foot, almost 10 and, um, oh God. Uh, what did she qualify as like a, a meter and a half? Maybe <laughs> I don't think she qualified as even five foot. I think she was just shy, but she was. Yeah. What was she? Cause I'm four eleven. She was about my height. All right. So yeah, I'm okay. four eleven. We'll, we'll give her that. But oh my God, it is it is fair to say that what that woman lacked in vert 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 oh god let me let me coin a term here ver, verticality. You know what? Sure, I'm going with it. I don't care. What what she lacked in verticality, she more than made up for in overall RAM usage in Chrome with having fucking 32 tabs open one night when she was with us. That yeah. bitch. And, and, and that was only one browser and she had like three of them open at 81 time, three different browsers simultaneously because she was insane because she well, was goddamn insane. She was looking again, this goes back to, you know, what we do here yeah, every week or what we did here every week, you know, you know, back when we were sort of in the thick of the the war against, um, religion and religious thinking. Yeah. Which I'm, I'm really thinking uh, about getting far back into a lot more because, yeah. uh, well, yeah, and <laughs> I could scream about that, but that's another story. Yeah. I'll, I'll explain when we get for, back for her. It was a passion. Oh, hell yeah. Um, and a lot of it was because of her upbringing. Like, you know, she said that she was part of a Calvinist church for a while. And those guys are, yeah. they're, they're, no, they're, plane, <laughs> they're on a whole other plane of WTF. Like, honestly, <laughs> they had no yeah. joke, man. Yeah. Like these, this is like where the Phelps, where Fred Phelps comes from, you know, that, that kind of thinking, you know, these hardline people that, you know, to, to them, the Bible is, to quote Bill Maher, it's treated like some kind of Bible. And I've got a page brought up right now that, oh boy, we'll get to it. Okay. Uh, yeah. But, but the thing with, like I said, the thing with heretic woman is, you know, she was brought up probably through the worst of it. 
So she had a massive hate boner for these institutions. And rightfully so. Yeah. You know, the, the, she was dealing with the kinds of institution, institutions that destroy lives. Yep. And I don't necessarily mean by killing them, but you know, like also taking away your ability to function, like to think, to be human, to be what it is to be human. You know, you got, you got me to thinking about something that I want to, uh, I want us to hit on in a couple of moments though. Um, Bridget, your interactions with her. Um, wow. You remember, you remember reason con? Yeah. That was freaking trip, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh god. And I was I was so afraid that I was gonna get busted because of something that Dave Foda had posted on Facebook. Okay. Yeah. Um you know, we were we were in his hotel room at ReasonCon. And so she and I were up all night and we were talking how much she hated hockey and poutine and all this other stuff. And then we ended up talking about, you know, metal music and Tchaikovsky and all sorts of other stuff. And, you know, he was over in the corner by the the little mini fridge on his phone on Facebook and he posts, you know, I've got two hot chicks in my room and, you know, what are we doing you know they're talking Tchaikovsky and whatever and I'm on Facebook <laughs> you know? yeah. it was just funny god the the most anti-Canadian Canadian good lord yeah she was yeah, she was she was and she was and she, and she was great about it but she did give me a keychain that I still have uh, that made me an honorary Canadian and you've got one of her water bottles I've got one of her water bottles and I've got her Star Trek shirt, you know, spay and neuter your tribbles. And uh, I've got her little headband that had the skull and crossbones on it. You know, the, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I've got that one. And uh, a bunch of her necklaces and things that she had made. Which Which color water bottle is it, by the way? Blue. Of course it is. Yeah, Sammy got the hot pink one, but I've got the blue one. <laughs> For anybody that's wondering, what's so special about this water bottle? You don't know. And this is she not- got them at Pride. <laughs> this is not a not safe for work episode, so there's only so far- yeah. They're shaped like penises, okay? Yeah, they're shaped she, like she penises. The yeah, heads come off at- of it, and you suck on the straw in the middle. You're basically drinking straight through the urethra without the glands in the way, okay? Are you happy now? Now you know. Now you can't unhear that. Tough. And I'm suddenly no longer thirsty. And, and there was one episode that we did at the end of it where she had attached it to her forehead and said, look, I'm a unicorn. <laughs> oh, God. Sadly, that's she, not nearly uh, the first time that that joke's been made. But then again, I'm in the furry fandom, so I've seen it a half dozen But she, I, and Photo would have, like, the best times, you know, on Facebook in the middle of the night. Like, if I had insomnia or whatever, and we would get into meme wars. Yeah. Yeah. And she would come up with some really funny ones, but it was, that was a hoot. You know, back when doom scrolling could actually be a fun thing. 
because the black humor that would come out of you guys sometimes. I know, right? <laughs> well, and the thing is, back then, black humor was still more the humor part for most people. Yeah. Well, it, it no, see, that, that's the problem. There, there are a lot of different. Okay, yes, this actually does tie along with the whole damn thing. So just bear with us a second. Black humor is one of those things that's really difficult to do right. And it's not just a, well, if you just follow Monty Python's example, no, 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 no. See, me being able to curse out my wife, who is dead, by the way, you know, I can I can get away with that because the absurdity of a, a box of ashes inside my living room is not going to answer back. Although, God, that would be really, really cool if it could. Oh, my God, I'd sell tickets for that. Or you might want to have your prescriptions checked. Just saying. Well, uh, see, no, uh, mm, no, no. Yeah, but no. Black humor is one of those things, man, where part of it is a coping mechanism, but part of it is also, in, in this particular case with Heretic Woman, Absolutely, it has everything to do with honoring the personality that started the whole damn thing rolling. Yes. She yeah. would be absolutely, she would be digging deeper and harder than even we are right now. Well, okay, so let, let's wind it back a little bit to the, the old Dean Martin roasts. <laughs> <laughs> Which, okay, oh, okay, now wait a minute, now wait a minute. Before, before you go further into that one, the whole up yours thing is a direct ripoff from one of the Dean Martin roasts. Yeah. But it's now good, that was one. Now, now some of the celebrity roasts now, and of course the tradition was carried on long after Dean Martin stopped. Yeah. You know, there were other people that did do celebrity roasts. Yeah. And it was a way of, of honoring certain people, you know, who could appreciate the black humor, the barbs, the insults. Cause there were some, that were, you know, maybe a little thin skinned that didn't want to participate. Um, like one that really sh shocked me was, uh, Michael Landon, little house on the prairie, yeah. uh, highway to heaven. Yeah. I, I don't know if he got roasted or oh, yeah, he, he was part of a roast. Yeah. Okay. So, so there's Mr. Mild mannered family guy turned now into angel running around with another guest star from little house on the prairie. Uh, doing things, you know, he seemed very mild mannered, very politically correct, very gentle. Oh man. When, when it came time to his roast, holy smokes, did he give as good as he got? Oh yeah. But, but the thing is like that sort of dark humor, that black humor that was used in those kind of situations, it was a way to honor them in their own way. Yep. Which these days. I'm not going to say it's a lost art because black humor is still out there, but how people accept it is a lost art. You know what? If yeah. you're not going to say it, I will, because there was definitely a difference in the tone back from the seventies and, and early eighties for those, for those roasts. Yes. There were barbs and, and. Mr. Wonderful himself, even Don Rickles, when he would lance into somebody, it was still with love and respect, 
the tone has changed over the years where now it is far more of the, I'm going to find the line that is just before I'm going to get punched. Yeah. And that's really not the way that it ever was. And like I said, as an, as an example of it, the one that I'm, uh, the one that I'm using, borrowing, blatantly stealing from was when they were roasting Jackie Gleason. You might know him very well from the honeymooners. Well, one of the people who came on to roast him was, uh, Art Carney who did not come on as Art Carney. He came on as his alter ego from the honeymooners, Ed Norton. And he came. Oh God. (laughs) Foster Brooks is also another, another beautiful one. Anyway. So Art Carney comes on. He's, he's doing, uh, he's, he's doing, um, uh, Ed Norton. And near the end of the whole thing, his thing is that he's supposed to be delivering this message from uh, uh, the water buffalo or whatever, whatever the name of the group was. I'm probably mixing it up with the Flintstones. And he, he, I forget exactly what it was, but it basically came down to him saying, and from all of us, we, we know how much that you would like us to up our mood for this whole affair and from all of us to you, up yours too. <laughs> and it was the end of it all. And it was just, I, to this day, still will every once in a while pull that one up just so I can watch that one and just have my jaw drop and realize he freaking got away with that in the middle of the 70s. Holy balls. Yeah. And the thing, like you said about, you know, how far can I get it to that line just before I get punched? Yeah. You see, at that point, it becomes less an art and more a competition. Yeah. And it should stay as an art. I agree. You know, because it, like the things, the art if you, of Oscar Wilde. Yeah. But the thing is, if you do wind them up, if you get to that line, the trouble with it there is that that line can be very volatile. I and mean, if you catch that guy on a bad day, mm-hmm. he might just say, you know, screw the cameras. I'm going to break this guy's face. Yep. You know, I'm glad it hasn't happened yet, but you look at some of the vitriol that's out there these days and what people are trying to get away with. Oh yeah. You know, it's, it's brutal. And I kind of miss, you know, just even a few years ago, I, I miss some of the barbs that, you know, we used to throw back and forth against, you know, the, the Phelpses and the Osteens and the, uh, you know, back when, back when we were all sort of in the pocket with heretic woman who again, you know, drove a lot of that. Now we'll admit it freely. You see, I would have loved, um, like we, we got a local here, jazz, uh, jazz cross mm-hmm. and she has engaged a few of the street preachers around here. Yep. Now there's mm-hmm. one I remember, uh, now I haven't been downtown in many a year. But when I used to get on the train at the city hall station, there was a dude out there, a street preacher who on a good day would actually do barbecue. So you could have your chicken with a side of Christ. You know, in other words, if you wanted the chicken, I think you had to listen to him. And he used to put, he used to put up signs against city hall saying, you know, like the mayor is corrupt and the mayor is the son of Satan. 
at least right up until the flood happened a few years ago. And that was when the mayor really got his chance to shine. Okay. No, because when, when mother nature decided to finally take a dump on my fair city, he just, he walked in the door and said, all right, you, 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 and you get this done. You, you, and you get that done. Like he was just in perfect mode. Within 48 hours, we had, we had things running again. Nice. Even though the water was still going. So, I mean, like, it was funny after that, all those signs disappeared. He was, he was still out in front of city hall doing, you know, chicken with a side of Christ, but at least the vitriol stopped to my point. Jazz would actually confront this person. I know she has a few times. I would have loved to have seen heretic woman go after these people. Just again, with that razor sharp wit and everything, it would have been just beautiful to see. Oh yeah. You know, when she was here, if we'd had more time, she actually came out and visited one weekend. Um, that was kind of fun in itself, especially trying to get her back to the airport. <laughs> oh God. I remember oh, God. what was it like 15 <laughs> minutes before she had to be there. It was like, yeah, oh, I, oh, like wow. scrape the teeth. Yeah. They, they were actually waiting for her before. Like she was the last one in on the plane. Damn. And all, all I'm thinking is thank goodness she didn't have to go through customs. <laughs> You know, another funny roast, and I think about it, is Robin Williams roasting Richard Pryor. Oh, oh. yeah. Oh, God, uh, yeah. That was done with love. Was that when he was still high on coke? <laughs> Which one of them? <laughs> you know, <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's a point. That's, that's, that's that a point. That is a fair point. <laughs> Just yeah. saying. Yeah. That's a very good point. Yeah. But yeah, Robin Williams had a really, really bad addiction habit with cocaine for a while. Those of you that didn't mm-hmm. know about it. Most of those specials that you saw on HBO, those one man specials. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, there are several comedians who all agree that comedy comes from a dark place, a place of, a, a place of pain. And that you have to know and experience that pain before you can share it with others with uh, the laughter serving as the carthesis to the pain. Yeah. I think there's something to be said for that. Yeah, if I remember right, Mel Brooks had said that comedy is, let's see if I remember it right, it's tragedy plus distance. Yeah, I think that's I think that's what it was. Because what happens, something that happens that's bad to me gets funnier the farther away you are from the experience. So you you see some you, you see some kids out there trying some some tricks on their skateboards, grinding down a a metal pipe, and they um impact their coccyx. I, I, I said that correctly. Don't don't digest your set. That's funny to us, even if we wince. We we will we will wince really hard and we will laugh really hard at the person while they are writhing around going, Oh, that hurts, and maybe laughing themselves just a little bit. God, that was stupid of me. Why the hell did I do that again? You know, the the again part, by the way, is is comedy gold right there. You should, you should remember that one. Keep that one for later. That but 
it's is hard to argue with the fact that comedy comes out of tragedy, regardless of whatever extra pieces you put into there. And I would be hard pressed to argue with, of all people, Mel freaking Brooks on comedy. I mean, sadly, he's one of the next ones that we have to worry about going because, I mean, he's kind of up there. Sadly, I, I did. A li- I did a quick look uh, for that thing and I couldn't really find that one, but I did find one that I thought is just hilarious. Was that tragedy is when I cut my finger. Comedy is when you walk into an open sewer and die. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Comedy is the Darwin awards. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Which which tragedy is the person who was a candidate for the Darwin awards, but survived. Yeah, he's got a he's got a few other ones here too. Uh I've been accused of vulgarity. I say that's bullshit. That's fair. Uh let's see. Uh hope for the best, expect the worst. Life is a play. We are unrehearsed. <sighs> ain't that you know, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say what these kids say these days. Ain't that a freaking mood right there, man? Yeah. It's true. <laughs> oh, Dude. wait. I guess some of these are movie quotes too, because he's actually got one in here that I remember from history of the world part two. Uh, the only thing we don't have a God for is premature ejaculation, but I hear that it's coming quickly. <laughs> part one. Yeah. Part one. You said part two. Did I say part two? You said part two. I am so sorry about that. I meant to say part one. I'm really insulted now. Hey, look. Part two look, is going it, to be it, a series. I was going to say, in, in my own defense, I really wanted that part two because, God damn it, I want a movie oh, I can laugh God, at again. tell me about it, man. <laughs> That's, that is so, that is so true. All right, let me, let me, let me backtrack just a little bit because there, there's, there's a piece that's, that's true and it kind of hurts me to have to admit it. Part of the reason why this show has kind of morphed uh, away from the original idea of tackling all things religious, a good portion of it is, you're not going to believe this one, and I'm going to have to explain it, boredom. Nothing has changed as far as religious anything since we started. Now, admittedly, we've not exactly been on the air for uh, little six and a half, seven years. What are the the point being is that if in our little time we've not seen anything that's even close to like novel, why the hell are we even bothering? There are some things that yeah we should really get back to and and really at. As a matter of fact, we may have to yet again. Talk about Era Dust Part 3 in the near future, for those of you that don't know about that one, because the goddamn SCOTUS is looking again at this uh, this uh, ex-coach from uh, from oh. Washington State who said, no, man, I'm allowed to invite all the football kids and everybody around in my official capacity to pray on the 50-yard line in front of everybody, because, I mean, I just am. Yeah. And the thing about that is if they have to bring it up to the people that 
are supposed to be the arbiters based on the constitution of the United States. For the second time they're doing this. For the, okay, for the second time. So and they're actually looking to talk to talk this one through. Yeah, the, these guys have more money than common sense. Ain't that and, always the case? And, you know, given again, not not to get too much here, but given the composition of the people of the of SCOTUS at this point, yeah, I don't think it would actually look good optically if if they let this one go through. Because you think about it, given again, like I said, given the composition of the Supreme Court right now. If, if they side with him and say that, yeah, he should have been allowed to do it. What's everybody going to think? The term shill comes to mind. The term voting on party lines comes to mind. I have a suggestion. And I think I speak for all of us when I say we need to make more satanic temples available. Well, there, there is that, but I, I honestly think that it, that they would be shooting themselves in the foot if, if they let this one go because this guy's in blatant violation of his employment, really. Yep. Which SCOTUS has no basis on. Yep. You know, so. I, I hope they stick with it. I, I hope this time they, they do it again and they just say, you know what, get, just get the hell out of my face. You can, you can say get cranked. Okay. Get cranked. You can say get fucked. No, I'm not going to. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. So yeah, there's that. Uh, Phyllis, uh, when you, when you ask the question, what we need a little bit more context for that because we're like 30 seconds past where you are. So (laughs) probably wondering about, uh, what we were, what we meant by the whole thing. And what it is, is that there was a coach who during football games, IE when he was on the clock Mm -hmm. was inviting or was trying to get prayer circles going with the teammates when the school said, you can't do that. And if you're being paid by us and you know, there's an old saying you wear, uh, okay. It was said a little more elegantly than this, but I'm going to say it right now. You wear the colors of the man that signs your check. In other words, if you're on the clock and getting a paycheck from somebody for the time you're on the clock, you wear those colors, you follow those rules. Now at 5.01 PM, when you're off the clock, you can go do whatever the hell you want. But from that time that you are on the clock, you are expected to behave a certain way. That's how you behave if you want to stay employed. Yep. And the school district you know? basically told him, uh, look, you, you, you can't be doing that because uh, state church separation is like a thing. And when you're on the clock with us, you're part of the state. You're not supposed to be doing that, especially not with like all these people in public, that's no, don't do that anymore. Yeah. He freaked out. He called, uh, uh, whichever Christian law group it was to be on his behalf to say, Hey, you're restricting his first amendment rights. And they basically said, uh, no, 
he's not supposed to be doing this. And the courts have basically said, um, yeah, uh, school district's right. Uh, get cranked. And yeah. SCOTUS originally, when they had it passed over to them, was just like, um, yeah, we're just going to kick that back to the earlier courts because uh, we don't think that um, – yeah, no. But now it's coming back and it looks like it's going to get a hearing. Yep. Because – Am I, am I, you know, I know this is not a, not one of those work safe, uh, non work safe versions, but you know what? Um, SCOTUS, you guys can just get fucked. Yeah, well, it's probably going to come back six to three. Who's pushing it for SCOTUS? Who, who, who's getting them to get it in to get a hearing? What's changed between then and now? Was it because of a couple of people they've appointed or what? Yeah, because yep. the, because the, the, uh, uh, the layout of SCOTUS has changed. It yep. is, it is no longer intended to be find a good balance so that the court can actually find its way through it's now set up such that and by the way mitch mcconnell you can get yourself fucked too it's mm -hmm. now set up in such a way that there is an intentional conservative majority evangelical especially conservative conservative majority, majority. that's that's your problem right there is the, is yeah. the evangelical part yeah and yep. that needs to go and that's what I'm saying. It would be extremely bad optics if this actually went through and this guy was found to be in the right. Yeah. And that's, well, that's why that's I'm saying. That's the way it's going to go. But Bridge, what I'm saying, if they do that, the backlash is going to be severe. They don't care. Well, they might have to because <laughs> yeah, you thought Seattle was bad in 2020. I'm pretty sure if this one goes through, they're going to find some other place to vent. Well, no, see, well they put the three on the court, you know, for that purpose. And they're, you know, also, you know, federal society members and stuff like that. And they were purposefully young. Mm -hmm. So they're going to be there for decades. Hence, one of the reasons why uh, there is a push to extend the courts, which I'm yeah. all for for a different reason. But later... Well, but that just muddies the waters even more and well, makes it even more non-functional. Well, possibly and potentially. Uh, okay. The short version of my ideal is there are currently 13 districts for federal yeah. courts. There should be one, uh, there should, there should be one SCOTUS judge for each, for district. each district. And yeah. they have the opportunity of basically overseeing each of those districts. And when they convene, they convene in order to straighten out whatever's happening with all of the districts, which would then mean an odd number, which means there will be one way or another a decision unless there is some reason why there is a, a recusal or a, for whatever reason, there's suddenly an even number. Well, what really angers me, I mean, Clarence Thomas has no be business being there. And Several of them don't, ethics, but that's me. And his ethics violations are so severe that he should be impeached. And this whole January 6th thing, when that comes up, especially with his wife being involved in it, he should recuse himself, but he's not going to. See, this is another thing that I know for well that she would be ragging on. And it, it's it's not just the religious aspect of it. It's the do your. I, I'm sure that we've heard her say before. Do your freaking job. Yeah, I might be paraphrasing just a little bit because I've used do way Jenny too many Thomas. 
No, heretic, heretic woman. Oh, heretic woman. I'm talking about yeah. Clarence Thomas's wife. No, 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 no. I, I, I know. I know. I know. But we've, we had heard heretic woman say on, on multiple occasions, do your freaking job for yeah. whoever it is that's supposed to be in whichever office when they're not doing their thing. And she has railed against everything from uh, presidents, judges, mm-hmm. uh, premiers, uh, governors, uh, news no. News reporters, not oh, journalists. Yeah. You're not doing your job. Not, you got no business being there. Right. And remember, no, not, not journalists, no. news reporters. There's a difference. Yeah. We've talked about that. Yeah. And, you know, we, we have journalists and then we have people who just journalism. Yeah. And they journalism all over the, all over the airwaves. And we, we talked about that last pieces, week. Pieces, of course. Uh, you know, I wish she'd been here for the first international day of truth and reconciliation that what happened after what happened because of that. See now that that's the one that you're thinking of. I was thinking, Oh my God, how much she would have flipped her fucking shit. And I'm getting away with saying it this time because it's true. Imagine her when the information started coming out about all of those children buried outside of those schools oh yeah that that would have been the spark to the fuse she would have gone absolutely berserk yeah but it would have led up to september 30th and what our golden boy you know the the shucks baby face prime minister that the entire world fell in love with because he went to the tragically hip concert and i'll give him props for that one because i thought that was a really neat thing to do given the circumstances, but you created this, you proclaimed it in parliament. This was the first day and it was supposed to be the one gesture that I have been waiting for, for decades. You heard me rail about, you know, this one guy, this man, minister of Indian affairs, asking every, every prime minister to apologize. And at first I didn't understand. And I just thought, you know, you, you're just a pandering attention seeking, but now I know because I learned, I I got a sense of the impact you've heard. You may have heard a lot of people say that, you know, we weren't taught this in school. Yep. It's true. I knew nothing about this kind of stuff. And I'd like to think I got educated fairly well, given a small town. I actually had some, some chick out here tell me that, uh, oh, so you're one of, from one of those have not places. I'm like, yeah. How many times has your kid had to go home because of a school strike? I'll give you my answer. None. Me. Okay. But I never learned about residential schools. I never learned about what was being done. As a matter of fact, when I first started hearing about it, when people were, you know, screaming about the Anglican and church and what their involvement was, I was like, what are you talking about? And then when heretic woman and I went to this convention out here, when she came out, residential schools was part of the agenda for the, uh, for the show or for the convention. And again, this is the first time I'm hearing about a lot of this stuff. I'm like, what is it? And that's when I first learned about the Indian act which is, well, 
let's just say it is an actual example of something that of a certain two word phrase that you, that a lot of Americans are using right now. Uh, but apparently can't find any proof of at least that I've seen. I could be wrong, but anyways, finding out that finding out what it meant, finding out what the residential schools actually did to people. So yeah, th- this is a huge mark on, on our nation. Like we really can't look down our noses at a lot of places now because we are just as guilty, if not worse than some places for what we've done. And on the day to finally recognize it, make it a thing and give the opportunity to maybe start healing. What does this motherfucker do? He goes surfing with his family on that same day didn't have to be this way. And there was so much, there was a fair (laughs) bit of time between when he got busted for that versus when he finally apologized. And quite frankly, after that, I mean, I, I didn't really trust him before because, well, he does bear the name of another Western hating, uh, prime minister. I, I have no respect for him anymore. You know, his, his whole thing about why did you, why did you make your cabinet half female? And he goes, because it's 2015. Yeah. That was a publicity stunt. You know, I, that's what it all feels like right now. All he did is just pander so that he could get elected and stay in power. And it just made me realize you're no different from any other politician from the past or the present. You're just like all the rest. Thanks for the letdown. You salacious turd, mar- turd monkey. Um, you're not going to use the other one? Or is that only reserved for videoists? Yeah, all right. Justin Trudeau has now earned the title of Stimpy McChucklefuck. She would have lost her shit, man. Oh my god, I... I would have died of a popcorn overdose from watching that rat. <laughs> you know, you know what, you know, you know what would have happened? Honest and truly, I can, t- I can tell you exactly what would have happened. You'd have to turn her mixer volume down on your end. <laughs> I would have done the opening. I would have introduced us and I would have said, folks. She has the floor. (laughs) And that would have been it for three hours. Yep. And the only reason she would have stopped is because her throat had gone raw. Yep. And then she would have passed the script to one of, one of the rest of us (laughs) to finish it up for the next three hours. God, it, 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 you see now. Some folks might be thinking, you know, <laughs> that's, that's funny. That's, that's, that's cute. That's adorable. No, you, you don't understand how close to reality that would have been. You really, really would have been. And, and you know, as, as, as terrible as it sounds, it's still, I honestly, it would have been a work of art. Oh, hell yeah. To, to watch that. You know, I, I wouldn't say she was quick to anger. Now, now she was okay with harsh words and she was okay with rebuttals and, you know, raising her voice and stuff like that. But 
honestly, that would have been a nuclear explosion right there. And I don't think we've, we've, we ever witnessed anything like that. At least I did. Oh, hell no. You know, no time she was here. No, there, there is, there is nothing that we had ever, I, you know what? What was the most angry thing that we ever heard out of her? You know what? I don't, know. I don't think that we ever heard anything that was truly angry. She was, she had frustrations with various things. Uh, yeah. she, she very much, um, she very much had blow offs, if you will. Uh, but it was all in, in laughing and, and mockery of all of the guys who were, uh, Muslim yeah. who were you know hitting on her left, right, and center. It was, it was one of those things where, you know, she could just, she could take it and just shrug it off. Yeah. And, and, know, she and, brought it, about it. and she brought it to us and, and, and we all had a good laugh about it and she was, <laughs> I, I don't think that she ever said it, but basically the overall was get bent. Yeah, pretty much. My God, we would have actually seen her angry. Good God, we would have actually yeah. seen her angry. That would have spilled over onto this show, all her Facebook posts, and, and she'd be on Beyond the Trailer Park oh to my God. just... She would have phoned into everybody like, oh my God, she would have gone after so many people with that one. Like good Christ, just knowing who she, how she was and you know, what got her dander up and given the fact that, you know, we went to that convention that talked about this kind of stuff for that to hit home that hard. Oh, do you remember if she knew about it going into the, the, the thing? I think she, I think she did, but probably not um, nearly to, I don't think anybody really had like real knowledge of just how bad it was. That was outside the circles of it all. That, it, that's the point. Yeah. And the thing is to, to hear a, a native person talk about it, you'd be like, what are you, what is this? What, where are you getting this from? Yeah. Yeah. You I, know, I, re I remember hearing the reports of people who were just like, you know, what the hell? It couldn't have been that bad. Oh my God. Do you know what that is? That's the same goddamn thing that happened. Um, there was a, uh, uh, a British World War II um, spy who got himself intentionally captured in France so that he could be sent off to one of the concentration camps in Poland. Mm. Uh, and and potential, I, I don't remember which camp he ended up at. I think Auschwitz. I think I, I, I could be wrong. I'm very likely wrong. Broke yeah. out, came back to the British um, military to explain to them what was going on, and they said they basically poo pooed it and said, "No, it couldn't possibly be like that. Nobody would ever do something like that. You're wrong." He went back did the same thing and also broke out again and came back and confirmed it all with them. And oh my God, it's basically the same goddamn thing. Yeah. Who in the hell would ever do something like that? You've got to be kidding me. Yeah. And and that's kind of what it was for me for the longest time. I thought like, like this, this can't be that bad. But then when the graves were found, I was like, uh Oh, and then when everything else came out and now there are calls to get the records from the government, like the, the truth and reconciliation commission is 
you know, petitioning to get these govern to get these documents of, of who was in these places and who was in charge. Like this, this turned a lot of stuff upside down and you know, Christianity as an institution is hemorrhaging people left and right these days, you know, and we, well, we've said that, you know, we, we've, and I'm pretty sure we got the numbers behind it where people are just saying that, no, they're, they're not part of any faith anymore. Yep. And, you know, now we're seeing less, we're seeing less official religious stance and more of the, you know, the, the cultural stuff that I was talking about before where now it's all the stuff that's passed down from, you know, from your elders to you about how you're supposed to live. And it's, you know, it, it's now ingrained into a cultural thing where, well, I believe it cause my, my grandma believes it or something like that. Yep. Um, something like this and finding out that, you know, the churches were part of it or that, you know, they're the ones that ran these places as they did, mm-hmm. you know, I wouldn't exactly call that a good endorsement of wanting to sign up with them, you know, or become part of, you know, that whole thing. This didn't do him any favors. That's for sure. Nope. Yeah. And, uh, another piece about it that would have absolutely, if you thought, if we thought she would have been pissed at all this stuff going on, uh, Bridget, I want you on this one. What, what do you think her reaction would have been when the reports were that the Holy Roman See has basically said, oh yeah, well, they were archdiocese, but they were basically operating on their own. They're not really part of us. So we're not really responsible for what they do, even though they're under our jurisdiction. So, uh, yeah, we're not going to do anything about this. Remember that? Yeah. I got two words for that. The first word for the first discovery was Hiroshima. The thing about the Holy See doing that? Nagasaki. Mm. That would have been the second explosion that was heard around the freaking world. Oh, God, she would have had an aneurysm. There wouldn't have been much left of Southern Ontario, let me tell you. Okay, my inner cynic is screaming stuff right now, but I'm not going to get into that because that would be another five-hour show. Uh Uh-huh. But, um, okay, I want to introduce a little levity into this. Again, at at her expense. Okay. This is what I was, okay, this was my preview before the show. Okay, Uh, before I came on tonight, I was doing a birthday party in Second Life for a friend of mine. Uh, DJing and it was a furry club. So everybody was in more or less non-human avatars as we are, as we do to be expected. And a few, uh, of the more equine persuasion came in. Of course. As, as they do. And words got spoken around and I had no part in this and Felis will back me up on this because she was there. Uh, the, 
I, I'm not entirely sure what prompted it, but there was talk about uh, humans having a affinity or a preference for those of a more equine persuasion. <laughs> and then somebody said, wait for it. Somebody said, wait, wasn't that something in the Bible? Ezekiel 2320. <laughs> and oh, <laughs> and the heavens parted, and the sun shone down upon Dallin, and he said to the masses, Yes, yes, <laughs> millions of times, yes, my calling has come. <laughs> Or something, something along those lines. I'm guessing. I, I'm pretty I'm, much. I'm yeah, guessing yeah. pretty much like that. But I am so. I am so. By the way, I'm so sorry. When you look over, the, when you look over the the waveforms afterwards, if it's just basically uh, a rectangle, I am so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and I just my jaw hit the desk. I was laughing. I, I was in tears. I was laughing so hard. Uh, <laughs> So tr trust me on this one, you know, like everything heretic woman used to say about that particular Bible verse, uh, w w which I'll be quoting in a moment. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I was Put it this ask. way. When you run it through the filter of certain select members of the furry fandom, <laughs> it gets good. Oh just, God. just trust me on that one. It, yeah. A lot of things came up. Uh, size queen. Uh, I think the word Bukaki came up. Once or twice wasn't entirely. No, no, it was my fault. I'll own that one. That's um, fair. Okay, so for for the record, <laughs> for the official record, uh, Ezekiel twenty three twenty reads, and I quote from which version? Uh, this is the uh, NIV, whatever that means. New New International Version. Thank you. The fact that we have to specify which version should tell all you people exactly what we think about how truthful the Bible is. Anyways. You have the floor, sir. Yes. Yeah, so, so Ezekiel 2320 reads as follows. There she lusted after her lovers, whose genitals were like those of donkeys, and whose emission was like that of horses. Or in today's day and age, a fire hose. Now, <laughs> I got a little curious because as we know, <laughs> when you take one thing and quote it, you can be accused of quote mining or the ever present, you're taking it out of context. Out of context yeah. Yep. Now, <laughs> so I decided to go a little bit further. Pull the, actually, I pulled the lens back a little bit to... The entirety of Ezekiel 23. Oh, God. It is a story, mm -hmm. a parable, if you will, <laughs> called Two Adulterous Sisters. Wait, wait. This I has gotten that in the triple X section of the store before. You can't yeah, even you say it straight, man. You're too drunk tech? for this show. Shut up. No. I haven't had enough coffee. Tech? You have no idea. <laughs> yes, I do. I read the Bible. This reads like one of the most depraved and explicit snuff flicks I've ever seen. See, see you know what? Think about the Bible. When my dad wanted me to read the whole Bible, he 
one of the things he said to me was, there are going to be sections in here that bad things happen. And there are going to be things in here where you might not understand. Please ask me if you don't. There, there were some things in there that I looked up in the dictionary and other such in, in on an encyclopedia and a bunch of other things because there was no way in hell I was going to ask my parents about some of that shit. Yeah. So yeah. let me, uh, yeah. you know what? Let me dial this one back a little bit if you, if you'll permit me. Yeah. Depending as to how much time this is going to take, um, maybe this is going to close us out. So uh, keep, yeah. keep, keep a prize of this. You, you guys. Okay. No, I'm just going to go back four verses. That's fair. Uh, to, to verse 16. So this is from Ezekiel 26, 23, 16. Um, and what they're talking about is one of two sisters who survived, uh, both of them got into prostitution at a very early age. One went a little bit too far, got killed. The other one, instead of being scared of the fact that her sister got killed, decided, no, nope, I'm going to amp this up to 11. And she was basically going after everybody. So anyways, uh, so apparently she has a particular like of person and then she found some other people that she really liked and this is how it went. As soon as she saw them, she lusted after them and sent messengers to them in Chaldea. Then the Babylonians came to her to, to the bed of love and in their lust, they defiled her. After she had been defiled by them, she turned away from them in disgust. When she carried on her prostitution openly and exposed her naked body, I turned away from her in disgust, just as I had turned away from her sister. Oh, by the way, this is God talking. Ah. Uh, yet she became more and more promiscuous as she recalled days of her youth when she was a prostitute in Egypt. There she lusted after her lovers whose genitals were like those of donkeys and whose emission was like that of horses. So you longed for the lewdness of your youth when in Egypt your bosom was caressed and your young breasts fondled. I'm going to put the link to this in the notes so that you can put this in. Needless to say, um, if this is what guys like the Calvinists and stuff and, and people are, you know, treating as, you know, some kind of a holy book and it's got stuff like this in it, you know, when you think about all the cases of sexual abuse on the part of religious institutions, it kind of makes sense. Yeah. For the moment, I got very, very little of anything else. Uh, tech. Uh, it's just, yeah, yeah. Tech. Anything you wanna you, you wanna add onto that? No, that's good. <laughs> I can't say something. I, I was just saying that the if it was written today, in today's day and age, it probably would also include the use of a butt plug. Not well. It, it, it's, <laughs> It's it's not it's, a non-work. It's it's not an NSFW. Uh, I can't say what I'm thinking right now. And as I told Dallin last night, with the how loud my keyboard is, I really can't type it either. So I'll tell you after we get off the show. <laughs> um, Bridget. I mean. What last thing do you want to say about that little spitfire now that she's not here? I 
just, I really, really miss her. And uh, I've got a picture of her that's, you know, tucked in, you know, the the mirror on my dresser. So that's like one of the first things that I see when I wake up in the morning. Is her. That's cool. Yeah. And I'm and I'm so glad that Arno, you know, kept in touch. He doesn't really, you know, talk much. You know, he's kind of a quiet person, very mellow, very zen. Um, but his his way of keeping in touch with me is to send me really horrible dad jokes on Facebook and really bad puns. Yeah, he does that, doesn't he? <laughs> Well, while I still got a couple of moments over here, uh, Dallin, any anything that you wanted to add off after that? Because you were speaking for God. I mean, it, it's kind of hard to top that. I would think. Uh, yeah, I I miss her. I miss the laughs. I miss I, I miss the rage. Yeah, I miss the the way she could disassemble an argument from somebody and in such a way that it, it was complete. Like there was, when you can bring somebody down to the point where all they can do is just, you know, mumble, Jesus, 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 you know, borrowing from the scathing atheist. She did that. Oh yeah. And like she could one shot these people. She, she made, Arguing against theists look easy. And I wish I had a tenth of that finesse. Yeah. Like, you know, when Hitch died, we lost a pillar in that fight. Yep. With her, I think we lost another one. Sadly, one that not everybody knew, but. Yeah. How fortunate were we to have lived and to have known her and to have witnessed her in action. We were lucky. Damn straight. Let me leave you with this. On my Facebook, which, uh, by the way, um, let me cover a couple of pieces over here so you can see it. I have, uh, there we go, tilt that a little bit differently. I have a picture of her. That has been uh, circulating with a red ring around that uh, on, on that profile picture. That ring says, and reminding you, it is red. It says, "Certified red shirt, essential but expendable." She'd love it. She absolutely would own that, and kind of did. And yeah, yeah, she would probably also laugh about the red ring and make a Microsoft Xbox joke. Even that I just recycled mine today, yeah. You know, never, never really thought yeah. about that. And that flaming red hair of hers, that was her natural color. You know what? Let me close it correctly. Ah, because she had she had her little headband with a little tiny colander on it, which was adorable. For those yeah. for those of you that are listening, I have added my colander because this, yeah. this was my grandma's. I don't use it for cooking. I, I, I have it over 
here is a prop. God, I thought that that fell off my head there for a second. I was paranoid. <laughs> you know, when we lose someone, when we lose a life, it's we know it's forever and we have a hard time with this concept and by us i mean humanity we have a hard time with that concept that people are just gone lives are just ended this this collection of electronics that are <laughs> biological just quit and a very unique piece of the universe is gone in the grand scheme of things you know a hundred years from now i know full well that nobody is going to remember my name all right i would like to think that maybe somewhere out there there is a digital file that's finally circulated and maybe one last time somebody will notice it that'd be nice who was the original tribble in the fandom i think i remember who that was but you know what being remembered isn't always the most important part the most important part is making a difference impacting the lives that you come across and with any luck whatsoever making those lives better so that they can do the same thing and share it out to say that she did that that she accomplished that is an understatement she was not a pillar she was a nail she held a lot of things together and i don't think that i can ever be that good either for one thing i don't have nearly enough ram in my computer to keep that many tabs open in chrome and not have the goddamn thing fall apart and before you think i'm joking nah man it's true she knew her stuff that was the biggest reason why i always gave her crap about it because she knew her stuff she had tabs upon tabs upon tabs of data open because she knew her stuff more importantly she knew where she kept it you want to be a good person you want to be one of these minor pillars for society follow her example be a good person when all is said and done be a good person do what you can for others do what you can for yourself and live a legacy where once you're done you piss off everybody else that you had to leave. I'm pissed that you had to leave so soon. And there wasn't a goddamn thing that any of us could have done about it. And I'm just as happy. And maybe even more proud. That I got the chance of meeting you before it had to happen. We miss you. We honor you. And God Damn it, if there is an afterlife, so help me. I'm going to kick your ass left, right, and center, making me sad.
But that's an argument for another day. Because that day is probably not ever going to happen. We have to cherish the people that we had when we had them. And I think we have. We need to get out of here. As always, everybody, thank you very much for being with us tonight. We hope that you have found something worthwhile and worth all of our perspectives and you got something to think about for the week ahead. And before we actually properly close out with everybody else, I think it's fair to say on behalf of all of us, with any luck, Arno, if you get the chance to hear this, please know that all of our hearts are with you. You and Sammy have been and will continue to be. You guys are still part of our family. Yep. Tech, glad you're able to make it, man. You take good care of yourself and uh, stay safe out there. Lord knows I'm sure the weather wasn't real happy for you either. Um, It's not been too bad. We have... It's good in a way. The long freezes are what calls the bugs. And so, you know, this upcoming spring and summertime... It shouldn't be too. It shouldn't be as bad as it was, you know, the past couple of years, thanks to this nice long freeze. Yeah, we shall see. Yeah, you have a good night too. Thanks, man. Bridget, um, I think we need to kind of dial it back a little bit. I think we used more than our fair share of f bombs for the night. Um, I'm not entirely sure what you want to go ahead and, and slam, but I, I know for well that I've got about 600 pages of documentation that I'd like to go ahead and uh, parade around, but that's just me. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say Josh Hawley, uh, Ron DeSantis, Madison Cawthorn. I mean, really? That's fair. And 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 Gorsuch and Kavanaugh and Thomas and Amy Covered Barrett just fuck off. Yeah, that's fair. Glad you're able to make it. I'm glad you're feeling better enough that you didn't sleep another 17 hours. You take care of yourself, huh? Yeah, no no doubt. That was some nap. <laughs> See, <laughs> this is why we have to keep the booze away from this girl. It wasn't booze. I was just so fatigued and so still feeling bad. Glad you are able to make it, though. Yeah, me too. Dallin, yeah, what can we say? She's in denial really hard, isn't she? What do we, do we need to have an intervention. Southern girls can't hurl the liquor, can they? Well, it depends on the Southern girl. I've, I've known a few. Yes. I mean, I can, but I haven't had any in a really long see, time. See, now, now, now you're getting argumentative. Now you're getting, you know, <laughs> this is, this is not, look, this is not a good look for you, huh? Just, just accept. That you know, we've got the best heart for you. You know, just, just I was drinking Sprite. Sprite she over says. ice, over ice. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, Dallin, that was a good call, by the way. I'm, I'm <sighs> glad you. I'm, 
You know, I was about to say, I'm so glad you pulled that out, but really, that's not the way to lead out for that Bible verse. <laughs> Damn it. I don't know. And, I, I, I think the uh, I think the woman in question in that Bible verse probably wouldn't have minded it, but uh, you know that's another story entirely. See, and people wonder, oh, the DJ doesn't really go ahead and zero himself, does he? Yes, yes, yeah. I freaking oh, do. Yes. I did not intend to say that the way that it came out, and God damn it, I stopped it two inches, two inches from the from my lips before I stopped it. It, it was like a freight train that just didn't want to. God damn it. Oh, if anybody has. Is interested in seeing this, and this just threw me off on a tangent. Sorry, but uh, at that racing con that we went to, where I met Heretic Woman, yeah, uh, no illusions. And uh, Eline Heath did a hell of a roast on some people, and it was hilarious. Um, uh, but one of the other cool things that I saw was uh, readings from you know, Song of Solomon. Oh, god. And uh, Kara Santa Maria, Maria, she's a science educator and really brilliant. But she and David Fitzgerald <laughs> read some from the Song of Solomon, and it was set to really bad seventies porn music. It was hilarious. About <sighs> chicka wow wow, and the fact that it and, and the fact that it probably fit is even worse to think about. Yeah, implying that there is any good seventies porn music. But it was just hilarious, and she was reading it, and he's like, <laughs> It was very suggestive. <laughs> you have yourself a, well, um, hopefully not a flooded week ahead of you, Dallin. Yeah, and hopefully not to, uh, hopefully the moose is, the, the moose won't be coming to lick my car anytime soon. Oh. That is not Just a euphemism. Car in salt. That is not a euphemism. Just don't cover your car in salt. Well, the thing is, though, tech, like I, like we were saying, the ice is melting here. So the, the roads that were sanded and salted, you know, it's all yeah. starting to end up on the car. Like right now, you know, a lot of cars out here are saltier than most games journalists. <laughs> oh. <laughs> da, da, da. Yeah. <laughs> Are we still live? Yes. Yeah. Yes, we are. <laughs> so, what would you like to plug, Dallin? And 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 thank you very so, very so much for the. <laughs> yeah, apparently I uh, just killed Shuja's bandwidth again, uh, thanks to my uploading and getting caught up on the now recently returned holycraftthevlogcast.com. Uh, there was a bit of a problem with the website, but that's now been fixed. Um, yeah, that's about all I got for now. Uh, the, the material's written. I just need to sit down and actually do it, uh, to eventually get my own podcast up and running again. It's just been a matter of sitting down and actually doing the recording. So we'll see what happens. Fair enough. And of course, over on the live chat, I didn't get you guys first off this time. Sorry. Way things have been going. Felix and Stephanie, you guys take care of yourselves too. Stay safe, especially. And, um, yeah, and, and Steph out there, just, we know it's been bad. We know we hear the numbers and, and such coming out from over there. And, uh, you know, for, well, there's not a hell of a lot of anything that we can really do about it from our side. Just the equivalent of thoughts and prayers sucks, but 
we kind of are hoping that rationality wins out in the end. I yeah. wish there was more we could give you. Stay safe as best you can, of course. All of our contact information is over at holycrapthevlogcast.com. The phone number, if you'd like to leave a message, is country code one, because, you know, of course it is. 859-HCTV-554. 859-4288-554. I have refused to do that double number thing that you guys in the UK do so easily. I don't get it. It's a special kind of magic that freaks me out. I can't stand it. Oh God. <laughs> it's 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 as bad as hearing how with the old money system everybody was able to figure out it's sixteen shillings to a pound and four fourteen pounds to a liter. I whatever the hell it was, and you guys just rattled this shit off like it was another and everybody's just like decimal numbers, what the hell are you people talking about? There's a frantics episode all about that. Maybe I should find that. Dallin, put put the thing over there that I need to find that frantic episode. Would you? Decimal numbers, thank you. I appreciate it. Any case, we'll be back next week. We, assuming that weather cooperates and we don't have to worry about, you know, power going out. I know I've jinxed it, whatever. But we'll be here. Like I've said before, we will continue to be here for you to try to help waylay some of this, you know, crap that's gone on. Just know that we're here for you and we're going to continue doing the best that we can. If there's a story you want us to cover, let us know, take a swing over to the discord, uh, get us over on Twitter, whatever. And we'll be more than happy to interact with you. Cause you know, that's what we do. Cause you know, we've supposed to have a life. Okay, so basically we borrowed hers. So, you know, what what are you going to do about it? In any case, we will catch you all that next time. So until the next time we get together, as always, I wish you all the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well. And my lady, it's too damn many years later, but I am still in love. Matane Fujin. I love you. I miss you. Dream of me. So until the next time we're together, everyone. Good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment at the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages. Theme music is Twisted by Kevin McLeod, available at incompetech.com. And on behalf of all of us here, Thank you for listening.